Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to Season 3 of Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with me, Caroline Ford. I am the author of Owning It and the Confidence Kit, and my third book will be out next January. And I also have a website where you can find content that I share regularly around well-being, which is mindandbeauty.ie. It's Irish, and I am Irish too. So welcome to, to season three. If you've only just joined me, this is a different kind of season because of the pandemic. I've sort of adapted to making shorter episodes that are probably a bit more relevant to what we're going through right now. And I wanted to keep them just solo. First of all, having guest chats is, is a little bit more difficult because I'd like to be in person for some of that. And obviously that's not possible right now. Um, but I wanted to really create some specific helping tools and techniques that might really make a difference to someone during the pandemic where we're feeling lots of extra anxiety. So that's why they're a little bit shorter this season, if you're wondering. Um, I want to take a moment at the top of this episode to say thank you so much for the ongoing support and for the positive feedback. I am just incredibly grateful for the amount of messages I receive almost on a daily basis that tell me about, you know, those of you who have found not just the podcast, but the books incredibly helpful. And I just live for seeing those photos of post-its and folded pages and the notes that you make in owning it. And the fact that it's something that you proactively return to again and again. And, and for a lot of people, it, it seems to live on your bedside table. Um, and it's a comfort that you can turn to even in the middle of the night when, you know, you might wake up feeling overwhelmed. And that's just the most, that's the greatest compliment you could get as an author. And I suppose, you know, when you write something, you hope your books will make a difference to at least a few people. But I'm still getting used to the fact that here in Ireland, when the book first came out, it was number one for 16 weeks. And to this day, I'm getting messages from people all over the world discovering it. So thank you so, so much for, for making the investment in the book and the investment in, in my writing. Um, on the subject of books, I thought for this episode, I would share a little bit about the books that have been a source of comfort to me and my go through reading throughout my own journey of owning it and the books that really helped me when I found myself 
in what felt like various stages of, of tougher moments. Um, and if you haven't already come across them, they might be something that you want to add to your own collection too. Before we get into that, I want to do a nice breathing exercise because uh, I haven't done one in a few weeks and I definitely feel the need for it today. I'm starting my third trimester of pregnancy now at the time of recording this and it's very, very hot here in Ireland relative to you know how hot it normally is. It's never normally that hot and I'm just, I'm roasted and we've been outside all day in the park and it's obviously been amazing to have the sunshine in, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, but I'm, I need to just like, my body needs to calm right down. I just think it's really nice to do these things. I'm not an expert in them, but just to kind of give your body a chance to, to come right down to, to neutral so that you can then benefit from the kind of content that we talk about. So if you can, if you can sit or even lie down comfortably, great. I'm semi lying down in my bed. Um, and if you're listening out for a walk, obviously you can't do that, but just, just bring your awareness to your breath or maybe come back to this particular breathing exercise when you get home so you can really get the benefit of it. First, ask yourself, and I'm going to put on my, my attempt at my soothing voice. First, ask yourself, where do you feel the breath in your body? Is it in your throat or is it high in your chest? Do you feel it raising your shoulders? It's okay if you do. Let's try to bring it right down to our belly. So belly breathing is one of the greatest ways that you can reduce anxiety or any stress in a matter of mere moments. And as you breathe in through your nose, expanding your tummy area, notice the way in which the breath can create space all throughout your body in that space which you can physically feel as you inhale you have nothing but calmness feel the space open up in your back feel your rib cage have a little more room to maneuver and notice your belly gurgling if it does like mine in response to the gentle stretch that you're giving it you're inhaling calmness and with with each inhale and exhale you're softening your body and you're reassuring it by doing this, that it's okay to relax, even just for a few moments, and that there is no need to be on high alert right now. You can give your body permission to stand down and take a moment. Keep going with the nice deep belly breaths, but now as you exhale through very relaxed, open lips, I want you to bring your attention to your throat. Now, when I really need a few breaths to bring my body right back to, to zero, I engage what is known in yoga circles as an Ujjayi breathing technique. I'm sure there's an awful lot I could tell you about the significance of the Ujjayi breathing method, but really it just involves a slight restriction as you exhale, letting go of the breath in a slow and controlled manner as it leaves your throat, as opposed to getting rid of it very quickly. It's just like you're letting out the exhale bit by bit, and it's incredibly soothing. So as you exhale, you make a sighing ah, sound, and I'll just demonstrate that for you now. So I'm going to inhale. It's almost like a whistling tone in your throat. You're not using your voice, but you're expelling the air slowly and gently. It gets an awful lot easier over time. And now whenever I bring my awareness to my breath, I pretty much always do it in this way, which is the Ujjayi breathing technique without even realizing it. And I can't tell you how helpful it's been. 
So let's do a couple more inhale and exhales, trying to do that technique. But don't worry if it doesn't come to you straight away. So we're going to inhale, right down to the belly, and then exhale. And as you exhale, just feel everything go soft. And tell your body it's okay to relax right now. And then if you're feeling a little bit more at ease, we can move on. If not, press pause and do a couple more. Okay, so about those books. In no particular order, the first book I want to mention is called The Chimp Paradox by Professor Steve Peters. So I talk an awful lot in, in my books, and I have done so throughout these series, about the different parts of the brain and how they interact with one another when it comes to anxiety. And for me, I'm probably like a broken record in explaining that when you understand this and you have this knowledge of how anxiety can happen, you're already so far there towards understanding it and managing it and making its impact on you an awful lot less. So the, the parts of our brain that are mainly involved is the limbic system, and that's the part that is more primitive and it's overly concerned with our survival. It's where our fight or flight response is triggered. It's where we feel fear and worry with the amygdala, which you've heard me mention. And ultimately, it's where anxiety really comes from. And then there's the prefrontal cortex, which is the more recently developed executive part of the brain. Um, and that's responsible for reason and logic and it's kind of, you know, operates on facts where the limbic system operates on emotion. And when everything is working well, part of the prefrontal cortex's job is to keep the fear response that comes from the limbic system in line. Now, a lot of the time, these two major systems live in conflict with one another. And sometimes the limbic system really does need to be in charge, such as if we're in danger. But a lot of the time, we really don't want it to be in charge because that's when we feel stress and anxiety. And we want the prefrontal cortex in charge. And when these two systems butt heads, that's when we can struggle with all kinds of things from anxiety to stress to having different reactions to things that we might not really want to have in our life. And as I'm always saying, understanding these mechanics is of these two systems in particular is just crucial. So Peters, the professor, he explains the brain in such a way that makes it so incredibly easy to understand. If I haven't been able to do that for you, this is why I'm recommending this book. And he refers to the seemingly irrational, anxious system as the chimp and the prefrontal cortex as the human. And when we apply this very simple analogy to our experience of emotions, anxiety in particular, it becomes an awful lot easier to understand and to see that the key is not to ignore the chimp, as it will just get more erratic if you try and, you know, box in or cage in a chimp when it's, when it's upset, but to address it, to let it vent, to let it out on exercise, to let it run out of steam, and then to do what we can to keep it feeling reassured and to keep it calm. The first step in Peter's very clever model, and it's very simple, is just to become acutely aware of the chimp and the adult, their characteristics, and to be able to identify which one is in charge in a given moment. And this is all about understanding your mindset without judgment, and then doing what you can, for which he has so much advice, to make your life easier. This is a book that I still return to again and again, and I probably read it twice at first, cover to cover, just to really let the analogy sink in. And I found it so helpful, and it's one that I definitely will read again, because I think that we learn so much better when we, when we use analogy when they're done right. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The second book is a little bit different. It's it's less, you know, dense in terms of the psychology, and it's called The Rules of Life by Richard Templer, which I first read when I was 20, so 12 years ago now. And then I gave it to some friends who were having a hard time, never got it back, and I ended up buying another copy, vowing to never let it out again because it's it's just so special to me. And this book is great for when you, you know, don't have it and you need to take on a massive read, but you want little nuggets of comfort or reassurance to help soothe your mind. And I particularly like it before I go to sleep at night. I think this book is probably most significant to me as it was really my first foray into this whole idea of, of self-care and compassion and understanding ourselves and you know understanding myself and the way that I was and the way I was feeling and not being so hard on myself and it got me through probably the first summer where I was really only coming to terms or willing to acknowledge that maybe I was struggling with anxiety and this was at a time this is you know obviously 12 years ago this is you know before it was part of the conversation it wasn't something we talked about we didn't have the language for it and we would have thought of anxiety back then as, you know, something that you'd get when you had a massive fright or the feeling you get before you go on stage to give a presentation. So my kind of general day-to-day feelings of, of anxiety were so foreign to me. And this book just helped me. It wasn't so specifically about anxiety, but it just helped me to be a little bit more forgiving with myself. And that in itself is a, is a huge, huge part of owning anxiety. So the book is divided into, I don't know how many rules, there's lots of them, and they're spread over maybe one to two pages each. And there are rules for you as an individual, rules for your relationship, which I found so helpful because at the time I was in a relationship that really wasn't serving me all that well. And it helped me to kind of realize that 
if I wasn't really able to satisfy a lot of what he was suggesting or I wasn't on the receiving end of it, then maybe it wasn't the right relationship for me. So it helped me to kind of reach that conclusion. And there is rules for family and friends. There are social rules, which is more about the wider world and our kind of position in it. And then there's some rules for happiness. And the word rule in itself is probably a little bit strong, uh, but I took them as reminders for life more so than rules for life. And there are so many that hit home with me and so many to this day that I still quote and I have quoted in in all three books that I've written. And so, for example, I adored the chapters called You Get Older But Not Necessarily Wiser. And I liked this because it just lets us off the hook for the fact that, you know, we'll never have it all figured out. And that's okay. It's That's the whole point of, of living. We don't need to get to an end result. Um, and also to, to realize that people that we look up to who think we think are kind of infallible or, you know, have it all figured out, they absolutely do not. Another one that I really liked was only dead fish swim with the stream. And the dead fish analogy was, again, we just respond very well to analogies. It was such an eye-opener for me in allowing myself to accept that it's not only okay to struggle, but it's actually kind of necessary for personal development and it's proof that you're living. And he talks about how we should want to be a healthy salmon. He uses the reference of a salmon forging its way upstream, battling, you know, raging torrents and having experiences and learning about yourself and developing as a person. And as he says in this chapter, life is a series and it will always be a series of struggles and lulls. And this allowed me to accept that it's not about getting yourself to a point where you never struggle, but being able to keep swimming when you come up against one. So I guess it's not unlike the the message in Finding Nemo of, of to just keep swimming. There's another chapter called No Fear, No Surprise, No Hesitation, No Doubt. And that's a four part, really old fashioned um, samurai warrior rule. And that was another keeper for me in making me realize that if you're truly aware of what's going on around you, there really is very little that will come out of the blue or that you won't see coming. And for me, that's crucial for anxiety because I always felt like it just crept up in me and took over. And had I really been mindful and willing to check in with myself and and know that maybe I wasn't in a good situation, it wouldn't have actually been all that much of a shock to me and I probably wouldn't have suffered anywhere near to the extent that I did. And also within that rule, you learn to trust yourself when making decisions. And for me, our ability to make decisions and to stick to them is so big when it comes to reducing anxiety, particularly around life events. And I actually have a chapter inspired by this rule on the power of decision making as the ultimate fear hacking tool in my second book. And that's the confidence kit. Or if you're in the US or Canada, it's called You Got This. The third one is the Japanese book, The Courage to be Disliked by Ichiro Kishimi, another book that I've read several times over so as to really let the goodness sink in. And I always, I love a book like that that's got so much in it that you need to just do it several times. I love the structure of this book in particular. So it's a young man who is very unhappy with his life and he comes in contact with a very old wise philosopher and they're just in conversation the whole way through. So it's a dialogue back and forth. One big conversation about happiness, how we can let go of the idea that our past must determine our future, with some pauses in between for reflection. Now, despite the title, it's not a book that tells you how to be someone that nobody likes. It's so you don't have to, it's not something you only have to pick up if you feel like you're not likable. It's really all about the work of 19th century psychologist Alfred Adler. So you might have heard of Adlerian psychology. Um, and you you would hear about him an awful lot less than you would hear of the likes of Sigmund Freud, who is kind of the go-to guy for psychology. This book, for me, it's about courage. 
And it's like reading a conversation between the automatic, insecure part of yourself and the much calmer, sensible, knowing part of you that is in there somewhere. And there's just so many nuggets of wisdom in that book that I'll just keep going back to it again and again. I know I will. I also recommend reading, and this is a bit of a controversial one, but it's Robin Sharma's The 5am Club. Now, this is a book that is all about getting you out of bed at 5am each day, but that's not why I recommend it. I certainly do not get up at 5am every morning. I think when I read it, I was going to give it a go. I don't even think I got through two days. I'm not saying that you should do it either, though he does make a very convincing argument for it. I recommend this book because despite being very cheesy and a little bit bullshitty in the way that it's told, it is so full of quotes that make you stop and think and feel better that it's probably wound up being my most highlighted book of all time. Some quotes I liked included, if you sense your life is a mess right now, this is simply because your fears are just a little stronger than your faith. You've probably heard me saying several times that when we feel anxiety about something, it tends to be because our fear that we won't be able for something is bigger than our actual ability to cope. And when you come through something, such as my fear of morning sickness, which I've talked about a lot, you only can realise by doing something that you are far more capable of coping than your fear would have let you believe in the first place. Here's another one. And you need to remember that your excuses are seducers, your fears are liars, and your doubts are thieves. And another one. The quickest way out of hard emotions is to have the wisdom and courage to go straight into them. And that for me just goes completely against what we've been conditioned all through life, which is just to turn away from emotions and just to, you know, really force the positive onto ourselves. And it doesn't get us anywhere. It's really important to have the courage to stare down the barrel of your fear, tease it apart, say, okay, what's going on here? Where is this coming from? And when you're willing to do that, as terrifying as it might seem, you fast track your way out the other side. Another one that I talk a lot about in my book that's coming out in January is the idea of of making a change. And he says, all change is hard at first, messy in the middle and gorgeous at the end. And then lastly, a, a quote that I really love is, failure is merely growth dressed in wolf's clothing. So there are three main books I would add to your list if you haven't already. Um, for performance anxiety, if that's something that you are really struggling with, although we probably haven't had too many opportunities to perform or get up and talk or give a speech at a wedding in the pandemic. Um, but I loved the book called Talk Like Ted. So it's all the best techniques and advice from the world's greatest TED Talks. Um, but I also have to give my own book, The Confidence Kit, a shout out here as it does have 13 tools that I have found incredibly valuable and helpful to face anxiety around the fear of taking some kind of action in life. For two other personal development heroes, um, I would look no further than Essentialism by Greg McKeown. I loved, I loved that one. It's really about knowing what's important and what's not. And The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. So they're just some of the books that have made a real impression on me and have really helped me to, to cultivate the skills and the, the tools that I have that allow me to own anxiety in my life. And I would love to hear what books you have found to be game changers when it comes to managing or, or rethinking your anxiety. I have an article that will go live soon on mindandbeauty.ie where I've asked other authors and therapists and clinical psychologists, so people who are very qualified, unlike myself, uh, to share books that they would highly recommend. So keep an eye out for that. And that's it for this week. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for listening. Feel free to revisit the breathing exercises whenever you need. And I'll be back next week.
Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The easiest way to access owning it real time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for owning it real time and access the full library of 10 situation specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.